0: We've taken that chip on our shoulder, and I always think that that's—it's always good to have in, in, in life. Like people are, like, oh, well, this guy had a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, have a chip on your shoulder. You know that. What drives you? What? What? Uh, you know? What
1: motivates you? Like his brother Kubi, Christian Hernandez is a former Division One college athlete. So it should come as no surprise that these brothers like to compete for business. They're both loan officers at Mares Mortgage in Orange County, California. What may surprise you is the level of humanity they bring to their jobs and how that impacts their company and the communities that they serve. The Lone Brothers, Hubie and Christian Hernandez join us on episode 53 of Power Forward.
2: This is Power Forward. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to inform, entertain, and educate. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice, opinions, or endorsements of any kind.
1: All right, welcome back to Power Forward. Justin White alongside Mateen Cleaves. Mateen, what's going on, my man? OJ White, man, you know I am flying high. Life is totally good right now. Well, Mateen, you know that we have lots of different guests on the show, you know, from different backgrounds, different businesses, different paths. I feel like today we're checking off all the boxes because we've got business, we've got mortgages, we've got sports, and we've also got family. I mean, that's that's a pretty powerful combination when you think about those things. Uh, we are very pleased to be joined by Kubi and Christian Hernandez. They are the loan brothers of Mares Mortgage in Orange County, California. Fellas, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having us, Justin. We're excited to be here. Uh, Mateen, I already told you this off camera, but big fan. A lot of love for the for the National Championship wins. And Justin, thank you so much for having us on. It means a lot. Um, no, we uh, appreciate we're, the love. Let's do this.
1: We're thrilled to have you guys here. And, you know, I I guess just to start off, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I feel a little bit left out because of the four of us. I am the only one in the group that did not play uh, Division I collegiate sports, although I did um, – Cover it as a, a radio broadcaster. So I'm just glad that you know you guys are letting me hang with you, and hopefully that you know gets me in the door of the club, so to speak. Don't I mean, be an honorary athlete <laughs> today. <you know? laughs> I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Well, let's jump right into it because you know, as I said, you guys are you guys are are in the mortgage biz. Um, former athletes. Um, Mares Mortgage is a family business. So for our, our listeners out there. Uh, just just give us uh, or give them an idea of who you guys are uh well christian and i
0: were we're in our 30s we're uh you know it's like it's like going back to my uh it, it reminds me i'm i'm going back to my AOL days yeah, i'm a millennial you know it's like age sex you know okay so um, no i <laughs> mean okay. i mean we're 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 just right now we 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 kind of have a joke you know one thing i tell people is that i said you know i Wanted to be an astronaut when I was growing up, you know, and now I do home loans. So just know that we all have hopes and dreams, you know. And and so here's the deal: like, you know, we're trying to get you a home, right? So there's like there's a background, you know. We all, uh, yeah, you know, like and Mars Mortgage. It's obviously our family business. We uh, Cuberto, our father started the company uh, back in 1993, and uh, and then we joined the team. Kubi joined in 2008. Uh, perfect time to join right right as the mortgage crisis was hitting, um, and then I got to join right in 2010 um, on the upswing. So I kind of I got I got to miss that that part of the 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 uh, experience, but um, definitely definitely it's definitely been a, a great a great you know 10 12 year run you know together and um, and and we're
2: excited you know we're excited for the future for sure. Well, let me my first question I have to ask is because I am the youngest. Of I have four bro- older brothers, so I gotta ask, you, how is it? Like how 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 is it for you guys working together, man? How 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 cool is that, or how bad is that?
0: <laughs> I mean, like any family business, it's like you you, you have to know. Like it's it's uh, you're working with your family every day, and then you know the family events on the weekends. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you gotta, you gotta try and separate business and family and, and, you know, personal life, so to speak, but it's hard to do. Um, But it's, it's, it was definitely interesting because I feel like when we started um in this industry, um, you know, I joined the team when Kubi was already two and a half years in and he's, he's always been, you know, I think that comes from our mom, but always been such a great older brother showing me the way guiding me, you know, trying to help help like support me. But then I'm, I'm, I'm the, the middle child, younger brother. That's like, all right, now I'm going to beat you. And it's like, so that's like, we got that dynamic going, but, uh, and then it gets competitive. Right. And then it's like, Oh, okay. I showed you the way, but like, you know, now let's compete. And so we, you know, first, I think, uh, what, seven years almost of, of us working here at Mars mortgage, we, we were competing, you know, for the most part. And, and it, I felt like there was like an underlying, uh, like, like, um, you know competitiveness and, and aggressiveness towards each other when it comes to work and business. It's like, okay, we gotta work and maybe help drive us too. Um, but it, it it was, you know, there was that pivotal moment when we were like, what are we doing? You know, it's like, let's, let's combine forces. Let's let's uh, you know join our our team, so to speak, forming Lone Brothers, um, and and take this to the next level and and, and what's what you do well. I suck at, you know, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm I'm really not, uh, his, his, his strengths are my weaknesses totally. So it's, it's, and, and that's the truth. So, you know, it's, um, it's definitely once we kind of merged, merged businesses, that's when, you know, we really saw a difference, um, you know, in, 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 in not just production, but in overall, um, you know, growth of, of, of our businesses and, and, and happiness, so to speak. So,
1: yeah. Kubi, what's your what's your take on that? You know, because you guys that, that you know, Christian mentioned this uh, a few moments ago. I mean, you guys are both competitive guys. I mean, you have sports in your background. Uh, Kuby, you played water polo at Loyola Marymount. Uh, Christian played basketball at USF, University of San Francisco. So, I mean, let's just jump right into the deep end of the pool here, Kubi. Sorry, bad pun intended. Yeah. I mean, how, how does the competitive well, nature really the sports... I, don't, I don't don't go the Adjust end. End, until you're ready to go okay you better be careful okay <laughs> yeah no you're, you're right about that i mean you, you could absolutely lap me in the pool but 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 how does that competitive nature that sports background influence you know the, the way that you guys operate not just as christian was saying as a, as a team as brothers within this business but also um in your business and trying to earn new clients and keep growing your business and and you know um, out, you're out there competing for business every single day. How does that impact? it? Uh, well,
0: so like, like Christian was saying, like when we kind of came together, first of all, I mean, I'm not trying to check my brother right now, but it, it's been 11 years we've been together. I know it's gone by fast. Christian Christian falls into the category of like millennials who don't know that they were born in the 19th century. He's like... He's like, I, he's like, I'm pretty sure high school was like ten years ago, and I'm like, no like the nineties are last decade. No sure. way. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, um, so, anyways, but but um, no, it's been eleven years together. I've been at, with uh, senior my, you know, my dad for fourteen years, and it, it's it's been it, it's been tough because you know, like you got to grow, you gotta you gotta adapt. When I started in 2000, end of 2007, technically, um, it w- it was bad because I actually came on because our our family was actually fine financially, even though the meltdown was happening. Um, but it was not fine in the sense that there was then really bad systemic problems in the economy starting to pour into everything, right? So there was investments. There were good investments that were going bad, right? Like everything was tough. Um, so it was kind of tough. You know, I was going into it, you know, listening to dad and saying, hey, like, what can I do to help? Like, I can, I can take a, you know base salary job at Bank of America. I can go get a job, but like, how can I help? You know, like I'm going to come in and I just want to like do something to help you turn the corner. So I started doing some Excel for him, you know, organizing some of his books, trying to get like, you know, stabilize some stuff there. And I kind of went into it, not really intending to be in the business. Um, but I was kind of going back to um, stuff that I was learning um, at Loyola, kind of like what my role is. And I kind of be this on the team, but don't you know? Like we all have blind spots, right? Like, like everyone has a blind spot that you don't see, right? Like where you're like, all right, this is what I'm good at, and then everyone's like, no, you're actually good at this. And when you're in the ncaa you're 18 years old when you start. Some of them are old, you know. Some of us are older. You're 22 years when it finishes. You think you're a veteran at 22, and you don't know anything, you know. But you think you know. You think like, no, I know what I, I know. My role in the team, like I'm a shooter. You know, I I told everyone I'm a shooter when I came in as a freshman. Shooters got to shoot. I would shoot my shot. Coach pulls me out. You know, like yanks me. You know, go in, shoot my shot. Coach yanks me, and it's like the pattern. I wasn't catching on. You know, like the coach is like, "All right, like you know, there's some seniors are going to have something to say about that. You know, there's little problems. Like you're probably going to get beat up in practice. You know, like there was a there was a learning curve. So I came in straight out of like college, and then playing in a Pan American game, actually with Mexico, because I was like, "All right, I'm going to be done. I'm a I'm a Mexican citizen. I was born in Mexico." People say you don't sound it. Thanks. I won't take offense to that comment, but that's okay. But anyway, so, so so my first language was Spanish. And um, and so yeah, you know, I came out of that and I was part of systems. And my goal was build a system for myself. Um, I learned that the system got completely shattered. So I was like, Dad, you don't have a system. He's like, trust me, I had a system, but everything's destroyed. So sort of rebuilding out of that was tough. But yeah, I think yeah. I think I mean what I was hearing Kooby say too, it's he did sincerely come into this industry uh, and come into the, our family business, in with with that mindset of how can I help? Like I, our family's struggling, you know, our our family business is struggling. Um, Mari's mortgage is named after our our grandmother, so it's like it, there is a lot of sentiment to it and uh, and legacy, so to speak. You know, it's like and Kuby's one of the most selfless people I've ever I've, I've ever known, and he came into it sincerely, just saying. You know, it's not about the salary, but how can I help build a business? How can I help bring us back? And uh, and so for two and a half years, you know, until it, up in, until I joined, and then two thousand ten, we all know things started taking off at that point in in this in this mortgage industry. But um, you know, he was <laughs> he was driving to two and a half hours to go pick up paperwork. He was uh, you know sh- literally shredding shredding files. You know, so it's like. Uh, your you're, you say competitive mindset. How does how does you know how does that affect you? I, I feel like Kuby's like the most one of the most selfless teammates, you know, that, yeah. that you can ask for. So these people come in now wanting to run and, I, and they're like, all right, like, am I hitting six figures out of the gates? And I'm like, oh man, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I was like shredding paper for a year, you know, like <laughs> literally like shredding, like just doing whatever it took to be on the team. Because my feeling, like when I hear someone like Matt, or and I know the team's experienced this, but it's like one of my favorite stories that Matt tells us when he's like, the, the stars on the team were the ones that requested him to be on the team, not the coach. Right. Like there was like guys on the team were like, Hey, this guy, I like, got a good practice and so we want him on the team. I I remember that was my blind spot was learning that I'm not really um, a manager, but I have to trust the managers. That's the hard part for me. Like trust the managers on the team. And, and um I'm actually a pretty good recruiter um, and I'm a pretty good, I'm pretty good at getting guys to want to be on the team. And I remember I'm like, Oh man, like, I got recruited by a big time first uh, five-star recruit um, that was, that was intended to go to USC. His name's Ian. He's he's one of my lifelong friends and um, Ian was supposed to go to USC, showed up to practice and was like, this guy's going to destroy my body. Side story. That's the guy from the USC um, uh, scandal, like the admission scandal. That's the USC water polo coach. So imagine his life. He's now the head of a marketing group, and he's very talented. Like guy's a national champion, first star goalie recruit. So the guy was recruited by, by that person. And so he decided, I don't like the culture here and talk about me kind of aligning with like my version of a Matt. I didn't have the blessing to like work with him, you know, like in my career, we'd separated paths, but he's very successful in his own life. And I, and I I hear stories that other people have. And I think that's, that's, you never know where your path is going to take you. Like, I don't, I don't be like, you know, I don't want people to like say like, what does it mean that you're like just a mortgage guy? You know, I'm like, you know, like I'm okay with it. Like it's not, it's not like who I am. You know, it's like, this is just something I do. It's like, I told you about being an astronaut. That was my dream. My dad would say, yeah, my son wants to be an astronaut. My son right now wants to be in the NBA. He asked Siri the other day. I was like, I, I snooped on my kid. Sorry, I do it. He's eight years old. He said, hey, Siri, Can you speak like African-American? And I was like, dang, like he loves the black culture. He loves the black community. He wants to play in the hoops. Like these are his coaches. This is what he loves. Like, so, so for me, I just want to uphold the dreams of my children. And then, you know, then you, you go into your trajectory, right? Like you gotta, you also gotta
2: make, so
0: there's, there's a lot, there's a lot, you know, family's big, Um, but when Christian says, you know, you're selfless, oh man, my wife was like, so Okay, you want to be doing mortgages like as a career, and my wife's like a senior auditor. Like out of college, we were we got married after college. After college, we've been together for fourteen years. It's like, man, like Christian's been together with his wife since high school. Like they they high school sweethearts. They got married at a young age. Um,
2: so we're we're like we love
0: our families, right? Like we love it so. I
2: love that man, that that's all good stuff. So I, I have to ask this question because uh, you have a lot of athletes that freak out, you know, when their playing careers are over. And they don't, it's hard to make the transition. They because you're an expert at this, and now you're trying to go into a whole different arena and and, and be great at something. So I two part question. Um, and I think I know the answer, but I gotta ask it for our listeners. Does um, right. sports help you um prepare did prepare you for what you're doing now? And um was it did it suck at first not being an expert because both of you guys kind of mastered what you were doing before you got into mortgages.
0: I'll set you up for this really quick because I want to tell, I want Christian to tell something specifically. Okay. Christian had one, uh, two CIFs or one, C- we were part of two CIF teams technically, you know, as a freshman and as a senior. Nice. We went to Santa Margarita, Clay Thompson, um, kid, uh, James Keith played on the national team that had, or on the UCLA team that had a uh, Kevin Love and Collison and like what they were like pro- stacked, right? Yeah. So he had a team, a, play, a teammate make that team by the scholarship. Another teammate who was Clay Thompson, who was a freshman, getting benched for shooting. My man Clay, you know, so 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 you know, Clay's getting benched for shooting as a freshman. He's got he's got a crazy team, and he came from a system like he came out of high school from a system, and then yeah. he went to USF, and I was like, you know, we love talking about that story because it was like a shock. He went to USF. It was different. It was like, I mean, it, it so like to answer the question too, it's like, so going into having a system, having a, a structure, a culture of winning, right? Building that culture of winning. We all know that's a culture and that's, that's a mindset. And when you have the opposite, you know, when you go into a business or a team that has a culture of losing, you know that everyone you go into a game, it's like such a bad feeling. Cause I go into every game expecting that we're going to win. Right. Like you don't expect anything other than winning. Um, you, we went, I remember going into USF and, and it was a weird vibe, like a weird like feeling going into these games saying, Oh yeah, like we're, we're going to lose. Like, this is, yeah, it's, it's all good. Like, <laughs> like what it's all good. Like we're here to win. Like, and Like and like the vibe was Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, but they're really good. Like, okay, but like, let's let's like find a way to. I I, was just, I I and it was like a weird uh, transition to go into that. Um, But I loved the school. I I loved the university. I loved the the coach. I really did like the coach a lot. Um, Jesse Jesse Evans. Yeah, he was he's a great great guy, great coach. Um, But you know, it it was just a different different dynamic. So going from college to to work life, right? Where you know, you had, I, I, it was one of the hardest experiences in college and I, I'm so grateful for it because I, I'm one, I mean, I, I got to earn a scholarship. I walked on my freshman year, got to earn a scholarship, my junior, senior, um, uh, sophomore, junior, senior year. And, and that was amazing. And then the, the school, the education, everything, great experience. Uh, but it was one of the most stressful, um, you know, difficult times trying to balance, uh, school, which you know, I I took seriously because I loved business. I, I it was a passion. I enjoyed my studies. I enjoyed my professors. Um, it, it I did something that I I went all in on because it was it was fun to me. Like studying business, finance. I'm like, this is interesting investments, you know. So I I enjoyed those classes and the, and, and having those discussions with the professors or anything. And, everything. Um, and so, then so, so balancing that with sports competing in front of thousands of people, you know, on the on the weekends, so, and then going to school the next day, right? It's like it's and flying all over the, over the U.S., right? It's like there's a lot of a lot that goes into it. I don't think people truly appreciate, you know, students athletes. Like, oh yeah, you're on scholarship, you get to pick your classes. It's it's you know, who cares, man? I'm like, you're, you guys got to set. You you have a full ride. Like, who cares? It's like no, it's it's a lot of work and a lot of liability because it's a one year contract, right? every time the coach would go out there and compete, the coach would tell us, Hey, don't forget. Like, this is a one year contract. What? Like, why are you telling me this before the game? Like, this isn't like, this isn't motivating me. This is stressing me out. So, um, that wasn't, that wasn't just yet. I mean, was a different coach, but, um, you know, so, so, so then after, after graduation, I'm like, I can, I can compete in business. Like, this is easy. Like, all I have to do is just focus on getting loans, closing them. Like, I mean, I honestly was like way less stressed and 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 way more motivated and felt way more prepared um having that experience, you know, where I as I, I, I mean I know a lot of my, my buddies that just didn't didn't play sports in college and partied. And it's like it, it, <laughs> they had a great time, yeah. you know. It's like that's a I mean, and, and I'm not knocking them. That's awesome. You know, like that sounds like a great experience. So fun. College was were the best times of my life they were the best times of my life, but some of the most stressful times in my life too, you know? so Christian like kind of like briefly said this, but I think it was like really kind of understated because he's like, I don't think he knows this is something he's really good at is that he naturally wants to be a role player. And I and, I, and it's hard for me to kind of like explain that because I think Mateen like to answer your questions, like that's hard. Like, right. Like, I, you, you know, I think you know, the feeling both, both of you guys know the feeling, right? Like Justin's a role player. I'm like, Justin, Dude, thank you for listening man like thank you he's like that's i have to sorry like i don't want to listen to you No, I'm, just, I'm, I'm but it's, it's amazing right like Mateen, like thank you you know like that's my role right like here like if mateen sits here and talks the whole time that's not a show right like you don't get to know other people on the show right that's that's i think young people is like if you didn't get the opportunity to learn to be a role player learn to be a role player because the the economy is becoming more sophisticated than ever before Uh, jobs are being automated. Um, Things are being, um, you know, things that people used to be paid well for are now being like kind of streamlined. So there's a, there's a new economy, right? Being formed and more than ever, you got to learn to be a role player. And, and, and you have to be okay with that. Like you have to, like Christian is always okay being a role player. He was always a defensive player, and I, you know, a little bit, I wouldn't, I don't want to mess with him because it's not, I, I I tend not to try to like mess with someone after like a, you know, old, you know, anyways. but I was like, hey, you know, Christian, like, why don't you like take some more shots? You know, he's like, well, here's the deal. Like the team wins when I played my, de- when I play defense, I lock it down. The dude guarded you did it's in the CIF championship. <laughs> this guy's guarding right, James Harden. Harden he's guarding James Harden in, a, in, a, in, in high school. In high school, <laughs> I'm like oh, yeah, you went straight to the pros. I mean, that's like a that's a straight up like you know Artesia High School star. And I'm thinking he locked it down. He's like they got smoked. Like you, I mean, you guys to get smoked. I mean, it, it, it started slipping you know a little bit because James Harden's going to do what James Harden does, right? He's got that. He's got that oh. little head. A little, head, a little head fake that he's got going on. He was still doing that then. Um, I was admittedly in college. I was very hungover for that game. I don't remember a lot of it, to be honest. But but I did show up with three of my boys that we were all in the NCAA. And I was like, this is pretty cool. You know, like he's playing. These are some stars. Who knows who's going to make it to the NBA? And I'm thinking, okay, my brother's playing lockdown defense on the best guy on the team. I'm like, that's the guy he has got a guard. I'm thinking he's he's kind of brushing over that. But that's what I think sometimes Guys like Christian play it down, but he came in willing to be a role player. And so, actually, it was like we would say, "Like Christian, when he's stress, he buries it down deep." And you're like, "He's like bubbling." And just I'm like, "Christian, like let it out. You're just like, stressed. He's cool as a cucumber." So he's our boardroom guy, right? Like, it's like all right. Like if we have like a big meeting with some guys, you know, it's like Ishvia, like might be coming to town. Okay, send so Christian, because he's going he's gonna to keep his emotions in check, right, for the big meetings. So, um, it's a role, right? It's a team, right? So it's like, I'm not going to show up to those meetings when I'm like raw emotions. Like when I, like, if someone says something, like take a swipe, I'm, I, I get a little, like, like my buddy's like, you get a little hood rich. Like, you know, like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I, I know. so that's the, in between to answer your question is like being a role player. It's tough. It, it, it's tough out of college because maybe you didn't learn that. Maybe you didn't learn that on your team. You know, maybe that's something that wasn't emphasized, you know, um,
1: I want to uh, I want to go back to something that, that Kubi said, but but this question actually is for Christian. Um, you know, you talked about kind of like finding your path, and Christian, you, you mentioned that you loved business, you loved finance in, in college, and um, you wanted to be a financial advisor. You thought that was going to be the path that you took, but you had an experience while you were exploring that career that taught you a lot about business in general, the business world in general, and. And it, and it kind of, I guess, opened the door for you to to join the family business. Uh, tell tell us that story, and in I guess in, in the broader context, um, how that that still kind of uh, is something that resonates with you um, in the way that you you choose to do business today at Maras.
0: Yeah, I, so coming out of college, you know, uh, 2010 financial crisis is 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 starting. To turn, but uh, Dodd Frank, all the all the different acts getting put into put into place. Not the best time to join the financial services sector, um, but I had a I had a passion for investments, and you know, in my mind, coming out of college, I'm like, well, I you know, I I know a lot of high net worth people. I want I want to work with high net worth individuals. I want to be a financial advisor, you know, and uh, and work on on a high net worth team in LA. So, um, you know, got in contact with. Um, through my network, through with the West Coast Regional, uh, um, you know, the head of the West Coast for Merrill Lynch D of A. And I was like, okay, I'm, I got an in. Like, this is the head of the Western Division of Bank of America. And I'm, I'm I have like an audience with him. I'm sitting down with him. We, we built good rapport. He played sports like that. We did Boy Scouts, all those things, right? Great. He sets us up with a financial uh, advisory team in, in 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 LA. And uh this, this is a great team. You'll you'll be, you know, you'll work started out with sales and with their team. So had to go through an HR uh two tests, economic test, and which I felt like was relatively easy, Passed that, no problem. And then a the sales aptitude test, which um on the sales aptitude test was, you know, how many people with a net worth of uh of a of million dollars, do you know? Okay. One to a hundred. How many people with a net worth of $2 million? Do you know, how many people with a net worth of 10 million? Do you know? Um, how many years of sales experience do you have? All of those things that talked about experience. And, you know, I'm coming out of college, having played division one sports, not really working a lot in this industry, right? Like not, not really having a lot of practical work experience because during my four years of college, I didn't get to do internships necessarily. I was playing basketball and, and, and competing and going to school. So I answered the test, honestly. And, you know, felt like, I'm like, is this, while I'm taking the test kind of confused, like, okay, zero, one, one year of sales experience, kind of like, so just trying to go through those questions and then uh, comes back and I failed the test. I was like, okay, so what? Like, I, you know, Hey, Greg, what, can you talk to your HR and tell them? And he's like, oh, Christian, you, you didn't you didn't lie on the test? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Yeah, like you should have just like, yeah, I mean, you had to pass that test like for us to hire you. I'm like, oh, but like, can't you just talk to like the HR or you know, can't you work that out internally and kind of retake it? Like, I don't know. He's like, You can only take it every six months. I'm like, okay, so so what do we do? He goes, I'm sorry. Like the, the team likes you, the, the financial advisory team really likes you. I like you. Um, We'd we have to wait six months for you to retake the test. Like, oh, okay. Like this makes no sense. Like you, you like the person. You think they're a good fit. The advisory team likes you. Economics, like okay, great. You know, great uh, resume. All those things. Okay, but part of your HR process, it's just bureaucracy, right? And. Um, I, I, I it was, think it's it was, ironic. I think it's ironic that like in our industry, like we, we're helping people make the biggest financial decision of their lives. You know, like everyday people, they're like us. Like I tell someone like, I'm not, like, you look at billionaires and everyone who's like buying a house, they don't get home loans. I have a home loan just like you. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. Like I'm not above you. I'm not, yeah. I, I went through this just like you. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, I think it's ironic hearing Christian's story that like, you, you're being told to advise financially, right? I think a pretty key underlying concept of advising is to like be truthful with your customers, right? And I think it's ir- like ironic that here's B of A, Merrill Lynch, out of the financial crisis, post-financial crisis, and their hiring process requires new hires to do something unethical. Like, I'm shocked. So for me, it was like, like hearing Christian say that, I was like, and at the time, I was a savage. I'm going to be honest with you. As a 22-year-old, I was like, well, I mean, like, do what you got to do. Like, you know, like, whatever. Like, you know, make the team. And it's like, Christian's like, no, like, that's not me. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. You know, like, you know, so you respect your brother. You're like, man, like, that's awesome. Well, well come, on. come on over. <laughs> well, in the, in, the, in the meantime, you know, our, our uh, you know, Roberto, our, our father, we kept saying, you know, Hey, just get your real estate license, get your NMLS, like just go through that process. And I, you know, I, I was doing it kind of begrudging, begrudgingly and, uh, you know, getting the, getting my licensing going and, uh, you know, got all of that done within like three months. And I was like, okay, so when this fell through and I, you know, I was, I was like, okay, I have to wait six months. Fine. I'm fully licensed. I'll join the family business, you know? And, uh, and then, but it, awesome. it makes you realize though that like, you know, when you have that 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 culture, that is, it becomes so big, right? Like the too big to fail, especially at that moment that was like really relevant, right? Um, it's like what? So then, like, where is this going? Where is your your company going? What's what's like? Is this something I want to actually be a part of? And um, it's it it, it was a blessing in disguise, right? Where it's like it totally changed the trajectory of my path, and and you know, thankfully, I didn't get that job. Thankfully, I joined Mars Mortgage because within six months I was like, "Well, great, this is way better option than than that." And you know, it, I mean, so to speak, didn't look back, right? Where um, no, was all, I'm all set. I got I got a call six months later from from you know someone in HR. You can retake your test. I'm like, ah, no, thanks, I'm good. I'll I'll sit here. So, uh, so well, yeah, well, it's, it's it's good. I'm, I'm I'm glad to you know it, it, it's it's definitely something that we take yeah. into our business today. You know, and it's like when um, again, co has been a great recruiter, but it's like when we're looking at who we want to hire, we're hiring the person, you know, not not the uh, not not like whether they can fill out the the, the bubble sheet correctly. You know, it's like we want to we we're we all about hiring relationships and people um, over overall, you know, all those other uh, factors. So
2: I love that, man. It's funny because yeah. I speak to our new hires we have here at UWM and. It's, you know, I always tell them if you see me here, then it's something it's being done the right way. You know, even though Matt is my my one of my best friends in the world, it's being done the right way because I wouldn't be here. You know, it, it, it has it's not about the money. It's, it you got to treat people the right way, and 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 we're lucky because it's it's passed down from the top all the way down. But let me let me ask you guys just because I think you know people look into the money and the financial thing of it, but it seems like when you guys you know you're just truthful. Uh, with your clients and you're, you're honest with them. It seemed like you build the trust from them and then, you know, everything else to kind of follows that, is that, you know, important for you guys to make sure you gain the trust um, and build these relationships um, with, with everybody that you guys are interacting with on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's a harder road to pave, right? Like when you start a career
0: doing the right thing for others, it, it for me, it's hard, right? Because if someone asks me, is this a good decision? Like, should I buy this house? I mean, I'm really good. At, I'm pretty good at math. And I only say I'm really, I'm pretty good at math and I'm doing numbers and I'm, and I can, you know, uh, we're kind of, you know, we always like, we're a little overqualified because we can do like ROIs. We can actually analyze like investments for people's, you know, like rental properties. And there's other stuff that we can do. And, and so I already kind of know that math in my head. And I'm thinking, man, like, no, it's not. And they're like, really? Like the realtor said, it's pretty good. And so I've actually stopped deals. Like you know, I've been like a stop. Now, does it happen a lot? It, it, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't happen a lot because the reality is is that most your your primary home is an investment, but it's not something that you're trying to like invest in as far as like you know, like okay, what's my rent? You're not going to rent it out right away. That's not what it is. It's to stabilize the family finances, right? Like. A home can stabilize your payment, it can stabilize locationally where you are, it can give you certainty. You know, like there's a lot of kids that I grew up with, some of my best friends that you you play sports with and you realize they're tough and they made it in in competing because they didn't have these. You know, like they 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 had they were moving a lot. They were, you know, they they didn't have housing that's consistent. And what I and I try to explain to people is like only 15% of the population in the United States is even your consumer. So it's like kind of an elite experience where when you talk to someone, you don't get to talk to the whole US population. So the, de- like the decent thing you can do for someone who doesn't qualify is don't try to get them to point D and be like, well, you know, buying a house is pretty much impossible for you. It's like, come on, man. Like that's not gonna get them anywhere. Like maybe start with baby steps. Like, hey, this is what you gotta do. Like I have a lot of Latino clients that don't even have a FICO score and they're like down. And they're like, yeah, everyone says that's bad. I'm like, dude, you're zero. When I played college sports, the coach told me he would be happy if I was a zero. He's like, you're costing me turnovers. You're costing me points. I was like, dude, being a zero means you're on the team. Like, we want you. You just got to get a three credit cards. You just got to get, you know, this, this and this. Like, you're okay. Like, you know, <laughs> so so when people talk about um, like sports, like how you can take it into like business or... You know, taking like being honest with people on how you, it's a tough road. It takes longer. It, it will. It'll take longer. It's not. It's like UWM. UWM is a system, right? Mars Mortgage. We have a system, but everyone has to do the job. Like when I heard that Justin had to do the entry level training, I was like, "Wow!" Like I asked you, remember Justin? I was like, "You came from like like Fox Detroit. Like that's kind of crazy, you know? Like you did the entry level training, like, but you know what? That's how Justin met Chris Lapko, an AE on the team. And that AE introduced Justin and I. So the reality is, is that those little connections never happen if you don't take the time to have a truly authentic experience for people. Meaning like, hey, if you say that everyone has to start at the ground up, that doesn't mean that they have to stay on the ground for 8 months or 10 years. It just means that that's where you start. And if you, if you quickly go, cool, like we'll let you run. But if you start here and then, or you start people here and then someone's starting here and no one knows this one, no one knows what the actual system is. No one respects one another. There's one thing I tell the law officers that they have to come up. I was like, everyone loves the come up. All of a sudden you're working. All of a sudden you get a few commissions and all of a sudden the tears, you know, like some people have the tears when they see a paycheck come in, it's bigger. Some people have, you know, like the hype emotion. I'm going to go home and do a shot. Okay, whatever. Just take it easy. You know, like. All kinds of emotions when someone starts making money. And the first thing I kind of tell someone now, and I said this to one of our loan officers just a few weeks ago, I was like, hey, look, now that you're experiencing success financially, just remember every day, one of our processors comes to work, someone at UWM, HomePoint, all all kinds of people, right? You, You work with teams, right? We're a true broker. You work with people on the team. I said, our processor, Brenda, she comes to work every day. She does her job. Because of the nature of the way the structure is, is that whoever has relationships and whoever can drive business gets rewarded. You can't just disrespect someone on the team. The most important thing you can do is continue to respect your team who got you here. And so all of a sudden they're like, okay. And they stop and they go back and and, and that comes from, like you said, it comes from the top. It comes from Gilberto Sr. Every Friday, he sends out an email and I'll forward it to you guys for this week. He sends out an email to the whole team. Weekly action plan. We, don't, we haven't had the heart to tell him what weekly action plan stands for. You know, like the acronym. He doesn't have, He's not he's not down with pop culture, but that's OK, because we're like, it's OK. Like, you know, only only with the weekly action plan, <laughs> only with the weekly action plan can you have success. Right. And I was like, Ugh, OK, you know, so, so people are thinking it out. But, but he's, a, he, he's a scientist. You know, what are you going to do? He's a scientist at heart. He's a he, he's an academic. But we, we, we put this out and we realign the team every Friday. You know, like every Friday, we realign the team. You hear the acknowledgements. I heard our VOE person who helps UWM, right? Like we have an extra uh, VOE person because some of them are harder in California. It's a very rigid, you know, a lot of fraud. They, they're very protective. She got acknowledged the most today. And so we're thinking, okay. And, and Justin, we do the gold coin. You know, like senior, he gives four... Um, the Sacagawea $1 gold coin. Okay. You know what that the, the the everyone on the team gets four gold coins at the beginning of the month. Every Friday, you know, assuming there's four Fridays, you gotta acknowledge someone on the team or by Friday by giving them a gold coin, tell them what they did to like earn your gold coin. Like, thank you. Like, thank you for doing it. Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. It's amazing. Yeah. Like who who wins? Like every week is like. We're like, okay, like, dang, like, I didn't, I didn't see it. And then all of a sudden everyone acknowledged him. And I'm like, okay, see, I that, that didn't show up for me. I didn't know that he was doing that for me. So then I go acknowledge him, you know, I'm like, hey, like, thanks for doing your job. Apparently you killed it. Sorry, I didn't notice. He's like, well, well, thank you, man. Like, this is sweet. And so then they get a reward, they get a prize, you know, sometimes it's a gift card or something and it keeps the team moving, you know, being role players, you know, doing their part.
1: You, uh, you mentioned your dad, Kudberto Sr., and uh you know this is this is another layer to to your story um you know from mexico came to this country i mean you guys said it uh you know that that the mortgage industry has transformed your family um and your dad came to this country you know starts the family business and and oh by the way you, you mentioned this Kubi a moment ago he's also a scientist who has a foundation for educating kids about keeping the oceans clean and all about you know protecting the earth i, I mean this guy, I mean, to say that, that he is a a, uh, a sophisticated guy who's got a great story. I mean, how do you, when you guys think about your dad and, and all the things you've learned from him, um, not just you know in, in business, but also in life, and and you know the lessons that he has taught you that are going to stay with you as you guys kind of take the baton from him and lead Maras into the future. I mean, how do you put it into perspective, Christian? You know, when when you think about uh, the story of your family. Um, and, and you know where you are right now well it
0: it, it was when i turned i think it was like what i was the same age that he started maris mortgage and i i it really resonated with me that you know this guy who spoke broken english um he had a, i mean for all things considered his mom always pushed education our grand, our grandmother um she she you know literally was a janitor for the private school that she sent him to so that he could get a private education and wouldn't have to go to the public schools in Mexico City. You know, it's like so. She literally would would uh, go and do the janitorial work just to get him into that school, right? He, so I mean, he was pulling some straight A's. So now. that's that's he like wants, the level of a smart kid. that's a level of commitment that our families always put on education, right? And then um, and then he went to university in, in Baja California. Um, so so for him to come, uh, you know, with Kuby, who is one, uh, one and a half. Two years old at the time, right? And my mom, who they met down in Mexico in, in Ensenada, they came, you know, to the U.S. Um, and he was cleaning the bottoms of boats, working other jobs, trying to figure out because he was he was cleaning bottoms of boats because he had scuba gear. You know, he he was a, he was an oceanographer. When you say scientists, he studied oceanography, worked for Scripps Institute. That was his background. But coming into the U.S., he that was not what was paying the bills, right? That was not what was feeding the family. So. Um, he, uh, you know, for him to start the mortgage, a mortgage company after maybe six to eight months of experience in this industry, um, at the age of 23, 24, um, is when it really resonated with me with a, with two kids, you know, it's like, geez, like that's, that takes courage, you know, that takes uh confidence, um, you know, and, and, and again, speaking broken English and, and it was all because he saw opportunity he said there is literally an underserved market that my Hispanic like customers and and, and demographic and, and, and people are getting taken advantage of in Southern California you know where there was you know there's a lot of bad loans taking place in the 90s right um, and so he started Mars mortgage because with the, with the goal of helping the underserved right let's let's help the Hispanic communities uh, get access to financing to purchase homes uh with, with, ethically, right? Um, so, so honestly, ethically, so it's all of those core values of, of how he started the company. It's like, yeah, what can I say about Guberto? It's just that I, I can't imagine the the courage, especially, you know, having a family of my own now, uh, that it took to, to do that. Um, but now it's like, like he's always said, yeah, be better than me though. Like, I want you to be better than me. He's always encouraged us to, to pat, like, in a sense, pass him, you know, it's like, so, I kind of have, I, we've taken that chip on our shoulder. And I always think that that's, it's always good to have in, in, in life. Like people are, like, oh, well, this guy has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, have a chip on your shoulder. You know, that, what drives you? What, what, uh, you know, what motivates you? And, 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 uh, and I, I, and I'm, I'm passing that on to my kids. You know, it's like, you know, what what can I say about Caberto? Well, all I can say is that everything that I, I am teaching my kids is literally what he taught me. So, it's like, I think, that speaks volumes because, uh, the other day, you know, we're driving down the road and I don't know why this popped in my mind, but I'm like, I remember walking to his office and seeing a poster behind his, behind his desk that said, give people more than what they expect. And it was like a simple concept, but he, he really told us he, in that moment, he, I think I was like eight years old. He's like, what does that mean to you? I'm like, um, like if someone gives me like, I don't know if someone like, someone asks me for like, Candy, like give them like a little bit more candy, or I don't know, like I don't know, like what he's like. No, like he's like do do more for others than they do for you. But then, then you know, it's always always give people more. Like don't 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 take. You know how much uh, always try and add more value to their lives, um, especially more than you take. And and I think that's something that uh, is 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 so important in this world right now. And Kubi kind of mentioned that being consumers versus, versus creators, right. It's kind of similar concepts. It's like, you got it. We got to keep creating, keep giving more, um, than, than what we take. And, you know, if my wife heard me give, say that she'd probably laugh at me and say, yeah, okay. You know, and <laughs> like, yeah, I'd like you to give me more too. Uh, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's just, it's just, we can all, all do better. I think in, in, in this world right now. And, and um, uh, Keep keep doing our best to get more than what we what people expect of us. But when we were growing up, Christian's Christian's getting straight A's, right? He's getting pretty well, not straight A's, he's getting pretty good grades. Okay. Gigi always had good. We have a baby sister that played beach volleyball also in the NCAA. Okay. So she had a national championship. Okay. So she's a baby though. She's working at Ethica. She's yeah, she's a baby. But she's a she's she's sophisticated, okay? She's <laughs> like like Mateen is a sophisticated one, you know, like Linosa so Le Lone plays the political game in the family, you know, like she's 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 good. I mean, so. But she's going, you know, she's she's already she's already doing really good. Um, but when we were we were we were laughing because when Kristen's talking, passing me up. I remember growing up. Now you can look back at it and be like, okay. And I always like really struggle with rem- remembering information. Okay, like so, I was a kid who um, I had to go to, uh, uh, <laughs> I had to I had to go to summer school three years in a row, all the way through the third grade. Okay. And I had a, my mommy was even helping me like, you know, get through like a debilitating stutter. Okay. So you're like, this guy talks so, so much. How the heck could you he have a stutter? You know, like how can you grow up not being able to get the words out? And my mom would say, I think you just had a lot to say. You said we had to get the timing down, you know? So, so um, growing up, it was amazing to me because I would sit in a test and unless I knew it, I could either pass the test extremely fast, like, like ADD style, or, I would struggle. Right. And that was the majority of it. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't know how it would feel. Cause now I kind of got lucky. I was worried. I was going to pass this on to my, my, my sons. I'm like, man, like I don't know if they're going to be, have a tough time in school. My wife every day, she's working with them. She's working with them to remember information and they're, they're working it, man. They're, they're doing really good in school. Right. So you're thinking, okay, cool. Like I didn't, I didn't, I, you know, it's like, these are the worries, right? Like that you have as a father, like am I going to pass on my weaknesses? Right. Like as a dad, you're like, you know, I, I I love that you love to compete, right? My kids love to compete. We just installed a basketball hoop in the ground in front of our house and they're all out there. You know, they lower the, they crank it down. They lower the hoop set down. So my little guy can shoot, raise it back up, right? So they they work together, right? It's a team. But man, like growing up, I'm thinking that could have gone different if I would have been born with a different dad. And, you know, having a dad with straight A's until college, never had a B, okay? I'm thinking, man, like you have a son who's like, Every day is a struggle. Like, he's not doing so good. Like, how how do you have the patience for it? And he didn't even have a dad. I'm thinking, he had a mom. That's it, single mom household, you know? Um, That was it. Like, And so, um, just last night, I was telling Christian. Oh, I didn't tell Christian this yet. But last night, my wife's gone for three hours. And I got two sons that are mama's boys because my wife is a bad mama. Like, she's tough, okay? She, like, teaches them to compete. I met her. She was an NCAA soccer player, like she, I, I like phone love right away. I was like, all in, you know, and then, you know, co- you know, co- co- college. Okay. Okay. A little drama, but you know how it is. You know how it is. Okay. But, but, but it's a happy ending. She's, she, she leaves for five hours. My sons are having a meltdown because mom's gone. And I got two boys that are like, call it like, Hey, they love their mom. And I was like, all right, I'm calling in the troop. I'm calling in big coot senior. All right. So it's eight o'clock at night. Last night I called my dad and I was like, dad, the mama's boy of mama's boys, okay? God bless my grandma, she's laughing in heaven right now, like probably busting up because he was big time, you know, like loves his mom, okay? And I was like, dad, like gives the boys some advice. And he had a heart to heart with them. and was like, look, when I miss my mom or when I miss my mom, I think about all the fun things we're gonna do when we're together again, you know, like think of those things, you know? And so I thought that was pretty, uh, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're lucky. I mean, like we're, same reason, going to housing, I go into a phone call. I don't care if they may not have had a mom or dad that looks after them. You know, they may not have had the same circumstances I had. I had amazing circumstances. Did I have some struggles? Yeah, but I had a mom and dad that had my back. So when you look at in the housing industry, and you think you can't expect this guy to be understanding the concept of buying a home as fast as you want him to. You got to have patience. Like you got to have patience for the team, learning new information. People who are slower on the team, and like, Christian, they'll figure it out. Trust me. I mean, I,
2: I figured it out like me, like I was, you know, so that's big. That's, you know, that's, that's powerful, man. Cause you know, it, it starts with a foundation and, and, and I mean, kudos to your parents, your dad, your mom, kudos. Cause I mean, they did a heck of a job, you know, with you guys, but you know, I look at, um, you know, and, and what you talked about, I look at that as that's important for leaders as well. When you're leading people, you know, to have the patience, to, to go over and beyond uh, for the people that you're leading. So I think that's very important, whether you're a parent, whether you're, you're leading people or whatever the case is. So I think that's super important, but you guys talked a little bit about acknowledgement, about giving out the coins. And I, I think that's super important, you know, and where did that come from as far as they can, cause I know in sports, we do it all the time. You know, you acknowledge people and in business now, we're doing it all the time. So. Where did that kind of come from? What's the game plan behind giving out the coins and showing appreciation and giving acknowledgement? Uh,
0: it's 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 pretty perfect that you'd ask that question because I went to a broker owner, uh, you know, training at UWM and got a tour. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? I got a tour, uh, got a tour at UWM, and and I saw um, our AES um, all of his coins on his desk. Right? You guys give out those those tokens. And the poker chip tokens, and I thought they were so cool. I'm like, that's just—it's like it's not about the money, right? Like, it's like, yeah, like we, we're here to make money, sure, of course. We will never, we'll never say we're not. But in terms of feeling, uh, you know, feeling appreciated in in your work environment and having like a deeper level of of um, of value and, and worth, I guess um, it has to go beyond like your your paycheck. Uh, so. So that's when I saw those tokens. I'm like, we gotta, we have to do something to, to, to acknowledge each other. Um, so I, I, that's that's when I, when I came back here, I was like, we got, let's do some type of like gold, like I wasn't a gold coin, but Cuberto always goes to farmers' and merchants. our local like bank that we bank with, and he's like, they always get, they have those gold coins there, you know. And he's like, let's do let's do these gold coins, and uh, every Friday we'll give out, you know, to each other, but. To create affinity and to create like instead of the manager giving the gold coin, you know, or it's like or the supervisor giving a gold coin, it was kind of more like let's acknowledge each other, the, the people's choice, you know, what I'm the, the people's yeah, yeah and then like cool. let's and so I, I think that it, it helps build affinity within the company and um, and then the winner of the gold coin gets I think it was like a hundred dollar gift card to to go um, or American Express and and the goal is to you know not the past year because of COVID, but take them out for lunch on Friday too, you know, so grab, grab a person in the office, go grab, go take them out for lunch. And so hopefully we get to get, get back to doing that soon. You know, we, we'd love to get back to doing lunches on Fridays for uh, the winner of the gold coin and everything. So,
1: yeah. Uh, it's it's awesome stuff. Um, I w- want to ask you guys too, you know, just about the, the and you guys talked about uh, with your dad, you know, and how the whole idea started uh, behind the business, you know, and that was to to reach out to people in the community um, and, and find an area of need that existed and fill that need. You talked about upholding a, a community. And, and, you know, this kind of also comes from your dad. Um, what is it, Kubi? You said that you have to pick five communities that you have to uphold. I mean, this is like part of the this is part yeah. of the package that comes with working in Mares, right? It's not, you're not just going to come in there and like do loans. You have to be somebody who's going to have an impact on the community. Like why, why is that uh, such a big deal to you guys?
0: I don't know. Okay. So I don't Okay. So I like to kind of give examples because I, I don't know. I, I like giving stories, right? So there's a guy on our team who joins, right? His name is Michael. Michael joins, love this guy the first day he shows up and I was like, Oh, all right, new guy, you know? So I, so he was not hired by me. So I'm a little bit, you know, like a little, little tougher on him. Maybe, you know, maybe I was a little bit a little tougher. So I was like, okay, so this new guy and he's sitting there and and he's just staring at the page. He's, he's doing like the, like, like I, I did this right. Like in school when you're just staring at like, like, like the test, like the answers are going to like appear, you know, like in your, in your face, you know? So I was like, Oh boy, here we go. You know? So I'm like, I'm like, Michael, what's up? And he's like, yeah. Hi, you know, he's like nervous. And I'm like, now you fast forward and he won his first gold coin challenge, right? He won the month, which is hard. Like, you know, you got it's really close where people don't realize like the top four finishers are always like really cool. You know, like it was like a, they all had a good month. So, but being number one is sort of like, like Michael Jordan said, like someone said, hey, like, like Jordan, you know, remember the interview? Like, you could get lucky. And he's like, Hey, you got to be good before you can get lucky, right? Like, who's like, you remember that? So when I mean, you remember Jordan said that, right? And so you got to acknowledge I'm like, dude, he got maybe lucky, okay. The circumstances of his of his position because we changed it. But man, like he won. You know, like here's our company, we switched his role a little bit. Now he's winning. Right? Like just tweaked it. And I'm thinking, oh my god. So when you look at like when, when you look at how we're building the five communities and you look at how important that is, you say, why does that matter? Because who you are in this community will show up in all other communities that you're in, and that's how you know how authentic you are. That's like kind of like your your authenticity test, and and so it's no pressure, you know. Like Mateen and you know Justin, I'm not putting you guys on the spot or anything, but that's 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 the question mark. And I and like when Justin and I have kind of exchanged, I I, I know Justin, he runs right. He he gets his he he gets that energy out well. I don't care if Justin was an athlete. I know guys that played in the NCAA that don't think like athletes. Like, they, they, they don't get it. Like, they, they, and, and, and I still check in with them sometimes, but it's, it's a tough life afterwards, you know? Like, it's not, it doesn't mean you're going to be successful just because you could throw a ball into a net, you know, or put the ball into, the, like, you know, through the hoop, right? It, it's, it's, um, so the five communities is, is, is really a tough, a tougher test. That's more like, uh, like I like advanced, like we call it like an advanced training kind of a situation, you know, where um, for us, it's like I uphold at Marymount. Um, one of the best ways I can recruit is actually, <laughs> I told, I told this should this a while back. I was like, I was like, just be like I literally copied your idea because I see that he, he's big time in the community of Michigan State authentically, right? Like he gives back, doesn't put his name on the donation, I like the way you challenge the Rocket Mortgage guys like hey you know you want to you want to you do something he's like why don't you try to up your donation and beat me like that'd be nice like you know if you want to beat me beat me you know so you know don't just slap your brand on some kids that's how I see it you know it's like everyone wants to brand someone that's not like to me that's that says a lot that that HB is giving a donation without requiring that extra you know stamp on someone right so to me there's there's meaning behind the way you give and so that's a, that's a community that is like Ishvi is upholding authentically, right? I'm upholding my community the way I can. Um, they have me come and talk to all the incoming parents now, uh, two years running for the incoming freshman parents, all right, in our little college. And one of the guys they talk to, and the first thing I do is I'm like, you guys got to trust, like, these kids are going to be okay. We got a support system around them. You know, like, these kids are going to be okay. Like, they're going to make it here. And... You get all kinds of parents. I mean, these kids are these kids can compete. I'm like, you know, your kids are going to go through some tough times when what they were good at in high school now the coach is telling them we want you to be good at this now. Like this is your role, right? That's going to be tough, right? They're not going to tell you about it. They're going to tell you everything's fine. The school stuff they're going to have a hard time in school. So the five community part is tough. Like Christian upholds the Boys and Girls Club. We all collectively uphold the the Myers Foundation. Um he also gives back to usF um but beyond that is like our community of friends what are you doing to uphold that community? you know what are you doing to uphold your community if you're religious, let's say in your church you know if that's something that's important to you yeah, I think it's it's and and why and why and like what's the reason behind that? I think it's it comes down to um create i mean like again, where Mars mortgage was established to create that community and try and and try and uh, help the underserved but when you have five communities and you've and you are a leader in them and, and actually trying to contribute and add value, it's back to giving more than what you get. Right. Um, and it, and it comes back tenfold, you know, it's like, that's not the reason why you give, but guess what? When you do that, it's, it's like our, our, our some of our, our best new hires are are from uh, Loyola Marymount. And then we're college athletes at Cubes university. So it's like, we've gotten way more than what he's given them, but he'll continue to give as much as he can, you know? And, and it's, that's like, that's the, I think that's the best way to, uh, one of the best ways to do business. It's also bizarre. Cause I always think like you guys, you, you listen to your power for a podcast, right? And you're like, all right, like you, you have like a list, like a, like an amount of listeners, right? You can get like, kind of like, like tied to the stats, but like Chesesti once said, he's like, stats are for losers. Like you can have your stats, man. Like, honestly, like, so my feeling is, It's it's a really interesting concept, but I tell people, (laughs) I'm gonna be clear. If I can educate one white male in society at Loyola Marymount because of the demographics, there's a lot of kids from that from the white community. Let's just say it. If I can educate those kids to understand that they have power in society and how they can do what they can do to uphold all communities, vulnerable, the vulnerable groups, right? Everyone, whether it's or whether you want to name women. Whether you want to name Hispanic people or black people or Asian people or whoever is vulnerable at a certain time in our lives. And right now we see it with COVID, right? Like different different people are vulnerable at different times. You know why you uphold vulnerable communities? Selfishly and sadly speaking, it'll help you one day. You might be vulnerable. You might be down on your luck one day and you want to hope that the little people are there for you. Because it's the little people that are going to have your back.
1: So that's a big thing for us. It's uh, it's more than mortgages uh, for you guys. That is uh, that is very evident. So um, we really appreciate you taking the time. We're we're uh, we're obviously grateful to have you as as business partners because um, it, it's just it's a good feeling when you know that you uh you you're doing business. You're partners with with good people. You know who have good strong values. You know they care about people. They're doing it the right way. Uh, And you guys obviously are are making a huge impact, not just on your clients, but on your community as well. So thanks for joining us, uh, Kubi and Christian Hernandez, the lone brothers of Mares Mortgage. We got to get you guys out here, both of you, because um, Mateen and I will gladly go. We'll, we'll, We'll go down to the basketball court. We'll play two on two. I mean, whoever gets me on their team, obviously is playing from, you know, from behind just, just to start out with. But I mean that, that we could, we could film that and have a hell of a time, you know, imagine, imagine the video we'd get there.
0: Uh, Thanks a lot, Justin. And thanks a lot, Mateen. I mean, like, it means a lot that you guys are listening to us because you guys are leaders for me. Um, Talk about who you guys uphold. I really want to mention that you guys, um, the, the smaller groups, one little person at Loyola, like I said, you kids have privilege. A lot of those kids are like wealthy families. They got privilege. I said, look, one of you guys, if I can train one person from this community, they can do a big, make a big difference. And in the mortgage community, the one thing people got to remember, you guys, is that you guys may have a podcast that has the listeners, but those are people in society that are making a financial impact on the biggest investment. So my feeling is that group, you don't know what they're upholding, like. Our foundation has 2,700 volunteers—not ours, I should say—the Myers Foundation has 2,700 volunteers worldwide. And now there's some brokers that have been noticing, and they—they they throw their powerpoints to the Mars Foundation. They're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're broker points, and I'm thinking, I'm honored. I'm like, you guys didn't need to do that, but thank you. So it's—it's it's a big thing, you know. Like this, this is a very really tough. It's a—it's an interesting community, but thank you guys. It means a lot.
1: Yeah thank, no, you. Thank you. yeah. thank you. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank thanks. Thanks so much, guys. To make sure you never miss an episode of Power Forward, subscribe wherever you find your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now, featuring more inspirational stories of success. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Power Forward.